Sunday morning, church. Good Christian friends rejoice while shepherds watch. Christian friends rejoice with heart and soul.
be seated, church. What happens? Oh, and that's the first time I've been up with it. Kept up, kept up with it the whole time. You mean it was wrong? You always have to look for the positive in things. There, aren't an, there are not a lot of announcements for this week, so I would just encourage you to uh, take your bulletin home with you and read it. I, I, I want to share something before. Uh, it's the hope we get from Christmas. Christmas Eve service was uh, beautiful. Sanctuary was full. Overflow was full. Dedicated my part to uh, Greg Tompkins, who has been in ICU for four months fighting the COVID. Get home on Christmas Eve, get a text message and a picture for Christmas Eve. He was at his house for Christmas Eve. Because if I say, well, he made it home, some might think he went on to perfection. (laughs) That's the hope of Christmas. That the Christ... We've been praying for him for months. And in my opinion... No better day to come home than on Christmas Eve. Christmas Day would have been cool, but Christmas Eve is the... So thank you for your prayers. Now let's have a word of prayer. When I try to imagine what one day makes, we were just here yet a day ago, celebrating in the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And in this great nation, we have the privilege to be here this morning, celebrating the birth of our Savior. Father, I just want to thank you for answering prayer. Continue to be with those who grieve. Sometimes the Christmas season is tough on people. But I've learned that you meet us at our point of need and beyond. And Father, we have the privilege this morning to hear Miss Kate play this amazing looking instrument. Thank you for her ministry of music this morning. We ask a blessing upon those who aren't able to be in the sanctuary this morning worshiping you. Uh, There's still a lot of celebrating going on. Just send your Holy Spirit upon us this day. And may you find us faithful to the task. Amen. Miss Kate?
It can stay there, Dennis. Kate, you gave me a great idea. I think we should find out in our church family who plays instruments. And some, you know, get them together. Some Sunday have all the different ones up here. And somebody coordinate it. I think it would be magnificent. Time for the young people, young disciples. That's a nice looking deer, buddy. Before we start, I, I have to let the choir know that we won't be meeting for choir practice through January, so we have January off. I need all the scripts in from the play we had, if you have, still have one. And for choir members, if you have the white folder, I need those too so I can take music out and put new music in so we can get ready for Easter time. So now that that's over with, <laughs> you're ready for the story? Okay, did you know that, whoops, I just messed that up. Did you know that yesterday was not the end of this Christmas story? Did you know that? I figured you did. It's not the end. It's kind of part of the beginning. The rest of it, well, not the rest of it, but I, I'll, I'm going to tell you a certain part of it. It's that after Jesus was born, sometime after, there was a king named Herod, and Herod was a mean, angry, not very insecure king who was very jealous of anyone that might threaten his power. So he had heard that there was a child born that would one day become the king of the Jews, and that scared him. And then it made him mad. And then he was really jealous. So what he did was he sent his soldiers out to look for the baby that was born. And when he found that baby, he was going to do something very bad to him. So God, knowing this, let his earthly father, Jesus' earthly father, know this. So Joseph took Mary and Jesus, and they headed for Egypt. On their way to Egypt, it was a very bitter, cold night. And Joseph knew that he had to get his family to safety that night. Not only was it cold, but there were soldiers all around. So G Jesus and his family needed to be protected. So Joseph found a cave. And they went into the cave and hoped and prayed that they would be safe. While they were in there, they heard the soldiers approaching. And they were fearful that they would be caught. But there was a little spider in the mouth of the cave that heard and saw what was going on. So he knew he needed to do something to protect God's son. So this little teeny tiny spider, do you like spiders? I don't mind spiders. I don't usually smush spiders unless I'm like startled by them and it's a reaction where I just swat it. But normally I like to take spiders outside because I don't have issue with spiders particularly. And after I heard this story, then I really thought, well, praise Jesus, we all got a job. So anyways, back to the story. 
They were in this cave way in the back trying to stay warm, and they heard soldiers coming, and there was this little spider. Now, I have to think that somehow that animals know about God. I, I just think they do. And this little spider way back there thought, I need to do something to protect God's son. So you know what he did? He started putting a web across the entrance of the cave. And he did it, and he worked. Now, he had to work really fast, and there had to be some miraculous action in it because, you know, a, a mouth to the cave, you have to figure, was pretty big. And the spider was very spa, small, but he... He started spinning a web, and he spun it, and he spun it, and he spun it, and he spun it. And before he knew it, it was covered. And right about that time, he heard the soldiers approaching. And the head soldier was saying, look over there, look over there, look over there. And a group of them with the head soldier came upon the cave. And as they were just getting ready to go into the cave, the head soldier said, no, wait, stop. Look at the spider web over the front of that cave. If anybody had gone in there, there would have been a big hole and the web wouldn't be there. So the head soldier said, let's go and look over there. So that little teeny tiny spider saved Jesus' life and his earthly father Joseph and his mother Mary. Which leads me to think that in this world, it doesn't matter if you're a teeny, tiny spider, or if you're a child or an adult, if you're a big person, if you're a small person, it doesn't matter what color your skin, and it doesn't matter if you're a dog or a cat, that for some reason we all have the ability to do something in God's kingdom. That little spider that night did a wonderful thing. He saved Jesus' life, didn't he? And he was what? Probably that big. He could have been that big because he might have been a cave spider, but that big. And he managed to cover the opening of the cave all by himself before the soldiers were able to find Jesus and Joseph and Mary. So that's the moral of the story is no matter how big or how small, if you're a teeny tiny spider, I'm not sure about flies and mosquitoes, but if you're a teeny tiny spider, that you have a place in God's kingdom and you can do glory for him. Okay, shall we pray? Okay, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for giving us the ability and the desire to do your work for your glory and honor. Merry Christmas. Someone share joy. Got a couple of joys. I was able to talk through the web system. My daughter and her kids in England and uh, my daughter in Hawaii. It was such a good thing to feel to see them and talk and laugh and things and pray for them and their needs. And 
they asked to pray for Hillary and her three children. They all have COVID and they're coming along, but uh, and you just need your prayers for them. Uh, another special friend, uh, Juan David, he's a clock repair man, and I was kind of wanted him to repair a clock, but he passed away eight weeks ago, so pray for his wife, Kathy, as well. Thank you. Anyone else? I have a joy. I'm going to Fort Myers, Florida, Friday until April to live with my son. So he has uh, everything planned. He's all excited. And I'll miss all you people. And I don't drive at night, so that's why I wasn't here Christmas Eve because of the deer. I always seem to hit them. <laughs> so thank everybody. Who else? Usually when I'm all the way over there, Liz raised her hand. I'm just looking at you, waiting for it. If that's the biggest problem we have, we're going to have a good year, buddy. <laughs> I believe the joy of family and friends on this Christmas season is the real joy of all of this through Christ's birth. Amen. Um, had a, a good day yesterday, a nice Christmas, with every single kid there, and there, which doesn't happen very often. Usually there's always one missing. So um, everybody was there, and it was a nice time, and it was nice to have a, a friend to ride home with uh, for the three-hour drive. So I'm glad to have Angel here today. And um, just even though we're on Christmas break, at least, you know, those of us in the education world, just keep students in... Uh, people part of the education world in your prayers. I have both a joy and a, a concern. My uh, oldest son, Danny, was able to come to our house for a little bit yesterday but he doesn't look good, and he's not doing very well. So I would love to have everybody pray for him. Anyone else? Let's talk to the Father then. Oh, Lord Jesus. Father, you never cease to amaze me. You come as the Christ child. You are the king. You're the savior of people. Watch out over families.
there's still a lot of Christmas festivities to take place. Some will be traveling, families will be gathering. Thank you for the privilege in this great nation. Thank you for your church and the brothers and sisters who make up your church. Not just here in Brown City Methodist Church, but in all the Christian churches. We have great reason to celebrate. We stumble in our humanness, but you pick us up. I thank you for that. Names and situations that were mentioned this morning, you're well aware of. Thank you for your never-ending favor. As Wilma and her husband leave today to go to Florida, Father, if they're driving, we ask for traveling grace and mercy. As Margaret prepares to go, we ask for grace and mercy. Thank you for the privilege to be in your house this day. I think of those healthcare workers and those educators, first responders. Father, it's been a trying year, but you give us hope. The 120th Psalm. I took my troubles to the Lord I cried out and he answered me let us continue to cry out to you Father that the Christian church would cry out to you for lost souls not worrying so much about building our program or how many we can get in our church. But that one life at a time can be radically changed and prisoners will be set free. Thank you for the eagle you put in the tree. The king is still on the throne. Thank you for family and friends. That you might hear us as we pray, Father. 
as we pray our Father. Ushers, if you would gather. Father, thank you for the privilege to give back to your church. Thank you for the abundance that you have bestowed upon us. Thank you for your unconditional love. Thank you for the friendships that have been bonded through your church. We ask a blessing upon the tithes, the gifts, and the offering that you might touch it and multiply it. And we continue to do your work to make a disciple of Jesus Christ. May you find us faithful in our task. Thank you, Father. Amen. Be seated, church. Junior church, are you doing... Is there junior church? You going downstairs, buddy? No, he's got his elf on the shelf and... Uh, what's the reindeer's name? Mikey?
Bye, Mikey. Yes, I know Nolan's name. I love it. No, back it up one more time, would you please? The great practice. Yeah, it's a great peace. Cindy, it's good to see you in church this morning, sister. I think he does this stuff to me on purpose. But I'm good with it because the king is still on the throne. Okay, now you can uh, let me have the 119th Psalm, verses 161. I hope you checked it six times. Rulers persecute me without cause. But my heart trembles at your word. I rejoice in your promise like one who finds great spoil. I hate and detest falsehood, but I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you for your righteous laws. Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. I wait for your salvation, Lord, and I follow your commands. I obey your statutes, for I love them greatly. I obey your precepts and your statutes, for all my ways are known to you. Great peace. No, one out of two is not bad. And in all reality, it's what he sees in our heart. Not necessarily what is seen on the screen. You ever feel like doubting Thomas? In in the last couple months, I have learned such great lessons from this congregation. The first one was when we had uh, Bring a Friend Sunday. Wasn't that long ago. I didn't think it was going to work. It's the first time in 27 years that Brink Friend Sunday had worked. The sanctuary was full. Proves to me that y'all have friends. <laughs> Show up on Christmas Eve and uh, there were a bunch of chairs set up over there. And someone said, do you think that's enough? I don't even know why you set those up. And then Christmas Eve, the sanctuary was full with family and friends. The overflow room was full of family and friends. I'm excited about next year because next year Christmas falls on Sunday. So we get Saturday night, Christmas Eve candlelight, we get to come right back the next morning. I'm excited about that. But there's a lot between here and there. A lot for the church to do. A lot for us as individuals to do. I don't know how you feel this morning. Some of you, you look tired. For our family, our Christmas is 
next Saturday where we'll gather as a family. And honestly, I'll be glad when it's over. Went to a couple of our family members' house yesterday and I had the privilege yesterday to deliver stuffed animals to the hospital. Uh, it's a little different this year. They don't let you go in. Uh, so I don't know where the animals all went to. Uh, but I appreciate the fact that the church responded the way they did. Somebody's phone just went off. What I have this morning, I really didn't have when I started working on this text, is great peace. And I don't know why I doubt, but I too even doubt at times. And then the present of having Cousin Greg come home from the hospital reassures me that God is in control of all things. There were times where it looked like the father was going to call him home. But the father tells us, I know the plans I have for you. And I find great peace in knowing that his favor was upon Greg. Great peace. Someone had asked a question. I saw, you know, if it's on the Facebook, it's got to be true, right? The question was, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, why do you celebrate Christmas? Because Christmas is about Christ, the Christ child. I used to think years and years ago, I used to think that uh, people who went to church had lost their minds. Why would you do that? There are more great debates that take place in the institution of the church and brothers and sisters who have been friends for years and years and years sometimes get mad at each other over silly things. But I want to talk to you this morning about the peace that only comes from your relationship with Jesus Christ. In Colossians 1 and 20, I find peace knowing that it's from one drop of the blood of Christ. Colossians 1 and 20, and having made peace through the blood of the cross and of Christ. If you are struggling in any way, I encourage you to talk to Christ Jesus. I encourage you to sit in a quiet place throughout your day at some point and just talk to the Father. All we need is one drop of his blood. Had a gory situation a week or so ago when we were working Project Blessing on a Wednesday evening. This older woman comes in and she's just happy and just having a great time shopping and then her friend comes in. And I would think they're in their 80s somewhere maybe. And her friend came in and you could tell he was in a bad mood. He was just barking. And then, oh, I'm going to go back and sit in the car. 
So he goes out and he gets in the car and the lady, for some reason, had to explain to us that this is not my husband. I met him at a support group. She made that perfectly clear. And it was like she didn't want to leave. She wanted to stay there. And she goes outside, opens the car door and goes to get in and he backs up. Knocks her over, splits her head wide open. And there's blood, and it's gory, there's blood everywhere. Can we call you an ambulance? No. Can we help you? Just give me some paper towels to hold it on my head. I had blood all over the place, but not as bad as she. And it, it reminded, I, I, and it's gory, I'm telling you, it's gory. It made me think of that one drop of Christ's blood that will change us if we allow it. If we allow it. We're hard-headed. I'm Irish-German. Some of you are more hard-headed than me. I've experienced you. <laughs> and that's okay. Because Christ can change us. In the twinkling of an eye, we can change. But it's because of Christ Jesus. Peace. Colossians 1 and 20 again. Peace through the work of Jesus Christ. That's what we are. We are the work, the workers of Jesus Christ. We're to leave the building and go into our homes and our communities and our workplaces and make them question us. What is different about you? How come you're so happy? How come you're so full of joy? How come even though the world's gone crazy, you appear to be fine? Again, it says, and having made peace through the blood of the cross. It's pretty simple. It goes on to say, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, Do you have peace in your heart this morning? You know, I, I can't wait for uh, January 1st, 2022. Because the last couple years have been pretty brutal around the world. Christ Jesus. We have victory through Christ Jesus. We have hope through Christ Jesus. Romans 5 and 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God. We toss and turn. We have sleepless nights. And until we experience Christ Jesus in our hearts, we may never understand what this peace is all about. A few weeks ago when the tornadoes went through Kentucky and Tennessee, and 
that the fault that was on a Saturday and Sunday morning I had a, a meltdown over folks here in Brown City complaining that their internet was out. And then recently I've seen a picture of a church. And I imagine it was beautiful before the tornado came. And you may have seen this picture too. The only thing that was standing was the old rugged cross. The cross was standing through what they say is one of the worst hurricanes ever, or tornadoes ever. It was 200 miles long, and it wiped out everything in its path. But the cross of Christ stood, and it gave people hope, and it brought communities together. On the news, they showed a, a picture of a man who has his own portable barbecue machine. And he went down there and he spent his money on groceries and he went down there and he put on barbecue for people in this neighborhood that was destroyed and gave people hope and brought peace to a crazy situation. You want to have a successful 2022? Make sure today that Christ Jesus is in your heart. And will give you hope for what's to come. Part of Psalm 119, 165. Peace through the word. Try this sometime when you're... Uh... Am I the only one that blows a gasket? As far as you know? Oh. Well, let me talk to Judy then for a minute. happen in different ways. I was in Vinkers the other day and excuse me Lord this old guy ran his cart up both of my heels. Not just one of them, both of them. But you know what? How, re how we respond to those situations is so important. What, what, what would it have been like if I, if I had gone off on him? Just started barking at him. And then somebody walks, hey, pastor, how are you doing this morning? <laughs> See, eyes are always on us. If they know you're part of a church, if they know you have a relationship with Christ, the world is watching you and watching me. And when they see us stumble and fall, they'll use that against us. That's why I don't go to church, because of the way he acts, or the way she acts. Do you know what he said to me? Do you know what he said to me? This peace is real. You know, I've shared before that I don't, I don't sleep a lot. Fall asleep, sleep for a few hours, and then up. It's a great time. I don't know about you, church, but I need quiet time. I learned some time ago because uh, pastor's wife, she's whistling and singing all the time. You know, when it's bedtime, it's bedtime. That means it's time to be quiet. Unless... <laughs> or singing. 
And some time ago I said to Karen, I says, can't you just be quiet for a minute? That went over real good. Her response was, excuse me for being happy. Great lesson for me. So I've got a birthday coming up. I'm going to be a little bit older, okay? But I'm still willing to learn. And if I have to just endure this, so be it, I will. There's times when we're in situations that make us uncomfortable. There's times when we just want things to just stop. And we can listen to the Father a little bit better to have that relationship with Christ. I find a lot of this in the wee hours of the morning. I would encourage you and I'm not the only one that is up late at night in the middle of the night. Because if you ever turn on your Facebook page, and there's a lot of folks up in the middle of the night. Great peace and love is found through His Word. It would teach you how to be a better citizen. It would teach you how to be a better husband. It would teach you how to be a better spouse. It would teach you how to be a better friend. It would teach you how to live in your community. It would teach you how to serve in the church. But you have to pick it up and read it. We can only find this. It's a peace that surpasses all our human understanding. We have peace with God, Romans 5 and 1. We have peace with God because we're justified by Christ Jesus in our faith. People search and search and search for peace. And I, I'm not talking about the kind of peace where uh, nations collide and combat takes place. I'm talking about this because the scriptures say there will be wars and rumors of wars, so we will always have that conflict. I'm talking about this peace that we can have in our heart, in our mind, that only comes from Christ Jesus. And I wonder if you have that peace. I've encountered people that are so mad, but they don't even know what they're mad at. They're just mad. And I think if, I used to have this huge mirror. I'm not, I'm not kidding, it was this wide. And it was this tall. And I, I had it on my office wall. Because I didn't like me. I didn't like the reflection of myself in the mirror. And it wasn't because my beard turned gray all of a sudden. Or I lost my hair all of a sudden. It's because I didn't know Christ the way that I needed to. I didn't take him my issues and my struggles. But when I did that, when I came to a point in my life where I was able to give it to Christ, it's an amazing peace. It's hard to explain the peace of God in your heart uh, to someone who doesn't know Christ. Therefore, the, the work of the church is not done. One person at a time, we can make a radical difference in this world. I want to ask you this morning, how strong is your faith?
the size of a mustard seed is smaller than the tip on that pen. And if you have faith strong enough, you can say the mountain move and it would be moved if you believe in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4 and 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. I notice that it doesn't say that uh, keep your heart and your mind through Pastor Pat or keep your heart and your mind through uh, Lonnie Hayes or keep your heart and mind through Joe Murray or keep your heart and mind through that peace is only found through the Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's a, it's a perfect peace. We don't need to struggle the way that we do. But some will. Because some doubt. I don't want you to think I'm a lunatic and I go off all the time, but I went off again this week. I got a Christmas card from a pastor. From a pastor. And you know what it said? Happy holidays. I thought my woman was going to lasso me and tie me down because it just made me irate. Because it's not happy holidays. Because with Christ Jesus, there is no Christmas. The Christ child. It's Merry Christmas. Not happy holidays. But you know what? I had to talk to the Father. Forgive me. Forgive me for letting these silly things do what they do to my mind. And I got some good advice from Karen. She says, you wait a week or two before you talk to that pastor. <laughs> yeah. And I will. I'll wait a week or two. But it's coming. Because <laughs> I just don't understand. And maybe it's not my place to understand, but since my name was on the card and on the envelope, it was addressed to me, I should have the right to question it, shouldn't I? That's how I'm justifying it. My name was on it. If I could just... Every Sunday when we gather downstairs and uh, Sunday school comes over and lay hands on me and prays for me, when I feel that first hand on my body, I just let all this craziness in the world out and try to take in uh, that moment of someone talking to the Father on our behalf. It's precious. It's a wonderful peace. You had an option this morning that I I didn't give to you, church. Our bishop put together a Christmas message for this day that he wanted us to, it was available if we wanted to share it. I didn't want to share it. I wanted to talk about peace. So I apologize for being selfish. Uh, I appreciate the fact that that was available for us. Uh, but I needed to hear about Christ's peace. 
in John 14 and 27. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives it to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. The Christ child is telling us this. The living Christ is telling us. My peace I leave with you. I encourage you this morning, if you don't have that peace in your heart, to talk to the Father. Again, the prayer rail, the prayer rail is always open in this place. There's times it's utilized fantastically, and there's times I'm reminded to remind. Because I too find myself here a lot. Not necessarily on Sunday morning, but we're here during the week, and I find myself here. I like coming into this building when there's nobody here. When there's not a soul in here. And I can scream and holler and I can carry on. And it's just the Father and I. And he always hears me. Sometimes he tells me to sit down and be quiet and just spend time in prayer. Talk to him. He never says, I don't have time for you. He always has time for me and for you. If it's a physical healing, talk to the Father. If it's a spiritual renewal, talk to the Father. If you're having a financial situation, talk to the Father. And it's not like this, okay? I've been getting a, a letter from a bishop from a non-denominational church. And he promises me all kinds of blessings if I send him $57. I still have my $57 because the only one I need to talk to for a blessing is the Father. I need Christ Jesus in my life every day. I'm a sinner. I stumble and fall like any other human being does. But his grace is sufficient for me. His grace should be sufficient for you. If you lack anything, talk to the Father. And I'm not talking about, well, I, I, I need a new car. They have a beautiful Mercedes over there. I would really like to have that car. You know how my son-in-law solved that problem? He named his first daughter Mercedes. His needs were met. He will meet you at your point of need. Just come to him and talk to him. I'm glad that uh, I got to speak on peace for a minute. The world needs more peace. The world even needs more Christian people that are at peace. You know, for me, what the reflection in the mirror was? I wasn't living the way God wanted me to live. And once I got my life right, I looked pretty good in the mirror. Not handsome or anything like that, because I'm, from the, I'm looking from the inside out. 
what Christ has done for me and what Christ will do for you. Because only he can do it. I know some of you a little better than others. He can even help you. Because he helps me and he loves us all equally. He loves you this morning just how you are. And my prayer is that you have this peace in your heart that will carry you through these tough days. I saw my daughter-in-law yesterday. You ever have family dynamics? Since our grandson died, I was mad at her. I was mad at my youngest son. They live in Lexington. Lexington Heights, excuse me. What do they call it then? You're just like your sister. I said Lexington this morning. She said, no. Okay. What's a mile? A mile doesn't really make a difference unless you have to run it. I, I didn't even know the young lady was pregnant. I didn't know that. And we were on vacation at fish camp when we found out that our grandson died. And that made me mad. And once again, I'm told, just don't worry about it for a while. Just don't say nothing today because you'll just, it won't be good. I hugged her. I'm praying for you. And then I had a little peace about the whole situation. You have trials, I have trials. I'm still learning. I think I'm going uh, 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 to be learning right up until the day that he calls me home. And I hope that's how it is. That I hope today I can learn something new about myself and something about Christ. And tomorrow, we have this little joke at our house. Well, here it is Sunday again. From this Sunday to the next Sunday, is a blinking of the eye. Why does time go so fast? I think it's because there's so much to do and not enough time. But in a, in a, in a, in a sense, it's, a, it's a, an amazing feeling that here we are in God's house again. Brothers and sisters gathered in worship to praise his holy name, to pour out our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ, to uplift each other when we're down, to pray for each other when we're down, to come together and break bread together when we can. All in the name of Jesus Christ. Every knee will bow to Jesus Christ. Somebody's going to say, I knew you not. I think he's going to have a pretty special place for me. I hope it's in that part of heaven where I can just worship him 
all the time. But I also want that part where 642 of my dogs are there. I want to believe that. I want to believe that's how good and gracious he is to us. We don't even know. All we know is that we're going to praise and glorify him. Well, we know our spouse who have gone on before us. We don't know that. Any of you ever been to heaven and come back? So we really don't know, right? One day I'm going to stand before him. One day you're going to stand before him. And he's either going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Or he's going to say, depart from me, I knew you not. He's going to say that to all of us. Somebody rang the doorbell. Did you come up with two elves on the shelf? Oh, you went down with two of them? I only saw one. One in the reindeer. What do you mean somebody rang the doorbell? You, you, I'm, I'm glad he said that. You, you were gone a few Sundays ago. Okay, I kept looking over here for your help. We, we were, like he said, I closed it. And I, you weren't there. Buddy, you're going to have to tase me. <laughs> what's, their, what's their closing? Go tell it on the mountain, church.
Father, we just thank you for the privilege to be in your house this morning. We thank you for the perfect gift, salvation through Jesus Christ. Be with us as we go about the business this day, Father. God bless you, church, and may God bless America. Amen. If you want to take your point set us home today, you may do that. <clears throat>